All right, here we go. Here we go. All right, hello out there. Welcome to High and Dry. I'm Ryan Barron North, and thank you for joining us as we shatter the grand illusion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got resident cannabis enthusiast and former installer. I'm, I'm starting already. <laughs> Hey everyone, <laughs> I'm James. <laughs> and uh, also today we got a, uh, an old friend that we pulled off the streets, Ed. Ed, welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm doing all right. I've been waiting for that beer since six this morning. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> oh, good. Well, we're glad to have you. Um, so we got some fun <laughs> stuff to talk about today. So for those of you uh, who are just joining us, the show works in two parts. First part, we're going to talk about a little moral dilemma. Second part, we got a versus match for you. This week, we have the fifth element, Lilu, versus Takeshi Kovach of Altered Carbon. So it's going to be a sci-fi fight for the ages. But I, before, sure, I sure love both these characters, I got to say. What a, what a great I, couple of characters. So I've been, uh, I watched Fifth Element, I think, the first time when I was... I don't know, fucking 10 years old. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited for that one. I'm a huge Fifth Element fan. Uh, kind of newer to Altered Carbon. Uh, Ed, what about you? So I've been hesitant to watch Altered Carbon because every time I go on the Netflix queue, it just, I never really seem interested in something and I think it's going to be something that it's not. So when I decided to finally jump into it, I was actually really excited how deep the universe was with it and that I wasn't expecting for it to be like a gumshoe detective. And like cyberpunk. Yeah, we were in the same. Yeah, we were in the same boat with that. Me and James tried it um, when I came back from the desert when I was living at his place for a little while there. And uh, there's there's like that beginning hump you got to get over. Yeah, they throw a lot of stuff at you in those first three episodes, and they don't give you much information about all the subtleties. But once you get past that point, you're gold. It's really deep. So let's get down to business here. So the first part of this episode, um, before we get into our moral dilemma this week, on high and dry, James, our resident cannabis cannabis enthusiast, will be taking three hits. James, what are you taking a hit of? Uh, so today I'm going to be smoking a lovely strain called Ghost Train Haze. Um, it is uh, This is the weed that I had my first existential crisis on weed. <laughs> that this strain this strain is the one that like made me think about how you know the first humans walked out of their valley you know to go and explore mountains like we've been standing on the shoulders of every human since then and and, and like i had an existential breakdown so maybe we'll get that again today well, I'm excited to find out. Um, so while James is going to be I, taking his hits, Ed and myself are going to be taking shots. Uh, Ed, what are you going to be drinking with us today? I'm going with the tried and true Jameson uh, normal bottle because we go through this very frequently through the house. And I don't want to burn through the really, 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 really good stuff until my eventual return to this podcast. Because I feel like I'm going to finish this bottle tonight. I'm, I'm probably going to go deep. So nice. All right. Yeah, save that celebratory one for the next time. Yeah, all right, all right. Um myself, I uh I was looking at the vodka in the freezer and I didn't have enough to make this show happen. So I'm going back to that Captain Morgan black spice rum that was with us in episodes three, four, and five. Um it's been just hanging out with its lid off. So yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's pirate time. (laughs) Gentlemen, let's take that first shot. Cheers. Oh, I'm doing doubles. Alright. You're doing doubles? I'll take some big hits too. <laughs> well, we learned no. today that in Utah, 
The shot is 1.5 ounces. Oh, my God. Utah shot, everybody. Those Mormons know how to drink. (laughs) (laughs) All right, there's one. Everyone ready for two? Oh, the Utah shot was a joke. Oh, shit. All right, we're going for 2.5. No, those Mormons actually... No, the Mormons don't know how to drink. But the Utah shot is 1.5 ounces, which is insane. Yeah. All right, here's round two. All right, here we go. Oh, man. That'll wake you up. And this is a good one because this this concentrate isn't – it's got all – it's like a live resin. They extract it in a different way, so it's got all the – the weed taste in it instead of like uh, instead of trying to give it another special taste this tastes like a flower this tastes like rubbing alcohol nice it's got that black spice (laughs) (laughs) all right now what's what's a black spice (laughs) Uh, what would you say that your weed was called uh ghost train haze Like the ghost train blues. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen. So it's time for our third hit and third shot. What's it to? Oh, man, we haven't checked our where our subscribers are. But I'll tell you this. George is back. George is back with a vengeance. George is back. Georgia, we love you. Hotlanta, let's do this thing. Take, your, take our third shots. Here's to Georgia. <laughs> Here we go. <sighs> you know, in retrospect. I probably should have used a shot glass instead of, you know, the first line on the bottom of the mason jar. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Just eyeballing it. <laughs> this is enough. Oh, man. this is, I'm going to be really fucked up on this one. Oh, yeah. I'm so <laughs> Just, glad that I scribbled notes on the back of this old envelope for later. <laughs> I'm not going to remember anything. We have it on the pizza boxes. <laughs> That's where we write our notes. <laughs> so We're we've had our shots. We've had our hits. Everyone feeling good? I feel yeah. I feel like, and, and I want to reiterate again for all our listeners that this is real. We are really getting smashed. Yeah. Let's talk about some moral dilemmas. <laughs> all right, I'm going to do one uh, well, more. This week, oh, you're going to do one more? Let's do one more. Yeah. But, uh, well, uh, we can't let our guest go hard. And yeah, I can't let our guest go hard. He comes on. You come on my fucking show and try and show me up. <laughs> One more. It's just genetics. This is water. <laughs> I mean, I think you're double fermenting. You're just leaving the lid off on the countertop. Yeah, I don't know why I'm doing that. <laughs> I'm yeah, it's just you can't force me to do another one. Moral dilemma time. <laughs> All right, it's time for this moral dilemma. We're going to do the classic Cartesian oh, yeah. question. So on high and dry, where we shatter the grand illusion, um, <laughs> we're, we're, our question this week is, is our universe real? It's a popular one. <clears throat> it's been showing up more and more on at least the newsletters I subscribe to. And the... <laughs> what newsletters do you subscribe to? <laughs> is our universe real monthly? <laughs> <laughs> the, the short answer for them is no. <laughs> <laughs> But so it's the simulation argument and the, the question posed or the, the thought there, and, and there's a lot of people who put out that mathematically there's no way our universe is real and that we're actually in a simulation. Uh-huh. Keanu Reeves was right. Uh-huh. Um, the Matrix is real. It's, it's for, so, for example, there's a scene in The Matrix where Cypher, he's said while he's eating his piece of simulated steak. Yeah, I like that scene. That ignorance is bliss and that it tastes real to him. Yeah. So here we go, looking into that sort of thing. So first question, off the bat, we'll let guests go first. Ed, do you think we're in a simulation? I don't know. 
Yeah, and the reason for that is... Yeah, yeah, that's a good because, answer. Well, I mean, the honest answer is you go through your day-to-day life and, you know, everything is just life as is. But then you always hear about these types of questions, like, in the background, and then that kind of influences your day-to-day and you start noticing things. Like, Lewis uh, Black made the joke, there's a bear shitting everywhere and somebody points it out, then you see it everywhere. <laughs> you don't notice. Yeah. I've, 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 my world's probably surrounded by bear shit that nobody's pointed out. So the thing is that influences like mine on that is I constantly go through like episodes of deja vu. And I'm not sure if it's just an overactive imagination and remembering something that I dreamed or trying to, correlate it with something that i dreamed because it's always just a mess when you wake up like unless you're a lucid dreamer which i'm not but then you start thinking about things in terms of like is this real because you'll you'll just see things in your day-to-day that just sometimes just don't make sense and it's, it's really hard to articulate so so you're saying you're exactly saying there's thought. You're saying there's a possible based on what you've seen, there's a possibility that it's glitching kind of like the matrix. You, you, you kind of, now that you've thought about it, you kind of see it everywhere. You're, you're looking for it. Right. And at the same time, it's like, okay, like this can't possibly be a thing that we're all like living in a simulation. But at the same time, it's kind of fun to entertain the idea and yeah. then see where you go. With yeah. It. Because I'll also subscribe to always asking one unreasonable thing a day from people and it doesn't matter what it is it's like hey i go to the walgreens and i'm buying beer i'm like hey do we get the nice guy discount and sometimes <laughs> you know you're the asshole and they say no but sometimes it turns into oh shit yeah here i'll give it to you and it works interesting well, yeah that's a that's an interesting idea there i've never <laughs> thought of break the simulation yeah i've never thought of breaking <laughs> the simulation All right, well, well james do you think you're living in a simulation <sighs> You know, I kind of want to hear what you have to say first, honestly. Well, why, why is that? Because of my uh, my fandom of Keanu Reeves? <laughs> it's because I think mine is just a good punctuating point because uh, I, I don't know if mine fits as a middle point. Um, see, I, I don't think we are uh-huh. just because cause if we're living in a simulation or I'm thinking kind of in terms of a like a, a video game. Uh-huh. Um, I, I don't feel, I don't feel very NPC and I, I don't think anyone truly does, but th- I just, in terms- <laughs> I am a guest in my own life, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, well, actually I, I know there's a, I know a lot of people now and I see it more frequently. Um, and I think it's kind of this millennial fugue state that yeah. we're seeing is this NPC energy. Have have you've met NPCs, right? Yeah. I think we've all met NPCs where it's people like, is anything there? Are you anything? Exactly. But uh, so and uh, so uh, for me though, I'm chicken. <laughs> uh, for me though, uh, my life at least has been very uh, me exacting my will upon the universe. Every day I wake up with a goal, with a plan, but at the same time, I'm not arrogant enough to think that the simulation or the video game would be about me it'd be a pretty fucking boring video <laughs> game. this game is boring <laughs> <laughs> um so so my thing the reason why why is this I, guy so sad yeah yeah the, the reason why i think that i'm in the real thing is because i have an npc role 
with a main character heart. <laughs> and it's like, why the fuck would they do that? <laughs> they would do it just to fuck with you. <laughs> so this one guy driving by that one time, his world is rendered properly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've just been hanging around the main story for a while. <laughs> So you're yeah, the so arrow. I took an arrow to the knee, and I don't adventure. Like <laughs> yeah, you're for that guy. We're everywhere. Yeah. Everything. But like, if I'm the NPC who's just standing on the side of the road, and the main character drives by, and I'm just standing there, so his world is rendered. Uh-huh. Why the fuck do I then leave the road to go pursue my shit? <laughs> you're right. No, that's a really good point. Well, so James, uh, are you living in a simulation? So, so here's how I feel about this one. Would it, 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 would it change my behavior in any way if I were? Uh, well, that's a good question. That was actually what I was going to go into next. Oh, hey, look yeah, at me. <laughs> so, so segueing into the next part of this, um, and James, we're going to come back. Um, I want to know if you think just right off the, off the cuff, if you're in a simulation. Um, but yeah, the question after that goes into, does it matter? Um, ignorance is bliss or is it? And, you know, it's basically just, how you see this is that what is that what counts um as we tend to delve into this show of you know what the fuck actually does matter but well so james so first before we do that are you in a simulation answer the goddamn question (laughs) um (laughs) i i hope that'd be really cool i would i kind of hope i'm in a simulation this is like a good test run (laughs) <laughs> like I've really fucked up a lot and maybe I could learn something for the, for the real one. I don't know. It'd be, it'd be kind of cool if I was in the simulation and I didn't actually like so havoc. <laughs> that would be great. Well, so that, that brings back to a, a point that we had in one of the earlier episodes was that yours and mine. And Ed, we're going to see if this is the same for you. We develop and well, we, create meaning out of our drive and so through these drives we have these main character drives we have in an npc's world Uh um, that's where we get our meaning so um so ed is that what about you how do you derive your meaning in that so if this is a simulation uh, where where do you find meaning (sighs) see it's kind of weird that we landed on this topic because i've been having that thought a lot lately in the last few weeks in my day to day. And well, I think it's the millennial it, question. Yeah. Well, I mean, millennial, yes, but at, at the same time, like you, you could put on the label of being millennial and having a disadvantageous, uh, like roll of the dice as our, like our former, like our parents had and our grandparents had and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's it's kind of like the video game thing. It's like your parameters are set in a particular way in life. And it's like, how are you going to drive forward and make the most out of your particular situation? And the one thing I've been trying lately and struggling with is trying to figure out what you kind of want out of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it's really we're about hitting that age, all of us, where we're like, we got to figure out what we want because it seems like people are sure living a long time and they're growing up to be real pieces of shit. And yeah. I don't want to be a real piece of shit when I grow up. <laughs> no, and so that for the viewers at home, um, this podcast it, it might seem like we're a bunch of twenty-one year olds um, in here who found a <laughs> microphone. Uh, we're actually all in our thirties. <laughs> so there's a thing. Yeah, I'm thirty I'm something. <laughs> 
talent. But we're all um, a bunch of thirty somethings. And we're like, what is my life about? <laughs> but I'm, I'm not sure if this is the Jameson creeping up because I have that level of inebriated where you could feel your teeth. Right well, this now. is about the time when that starts in the episode, yeah. so we are getting there. That makes sense. Okay, this is so about the time where we have to cut everyone off so we can get to the other half. So, so get your well, thoughts. I'll do another out. shot while. while I'll no, do no, no, shot no, no. We're this. gonna do another one. Don't do another shot right now. We're gonna <laughs> do right. another one. Like, we're going deep. Don't. We're going deep. But I'm going no. in with them. I'm going in with them. I can't. But, I'll be totally but, useless. Cheers, okay, then. So I'm gonna take. Cheers. One, two, three. Oh my God! They d- he did oh. it for real. All right, oh, you direct ooh, this show. You know down. you direct right. this show, right? <laughs> I couldn't let him go but, along. Uh, but All right. the, the thing that I've been noticing lately, and it, it doesn't seem like the grand gesture of when people are like, "I want to strive out and do this awesome thing that brings meaning to my life." And what I'm I'm thinking, I'm slowly gathering, isn't those grand gestures? but your day-to-day like the, the little things that make your life like whether it's in our house we have like chickens and stuff like that and like i have a uh, me, me and the old lady we got a a system where i always do this and i always do that but we're always helping each other we're trying to bring joy into each other's lives and i i think that's kind of what it's starting to be all about because Dude, you can I fucking love that up. yeah no, that I, is I, great I like but I think it's the little things building to a bigger thing. So without going into crazy detail, like I recently made a very big career move that involves me being involved into like driving into the city every day. But me and the old lady, we do love that idea of being self-sufficient and living in the country one day. And she wants to have animals and stuff. But I think awesome. our way of gaming the matrix is using that to make the thing that you want to be. And just like in the sense that if I ever have a kid, I'm going to be like, listen, don't follow your dream. Follow the thing that's going to give you the ability to follow that dream later down in your life. Because between your 20s and your 30s, all you're doing is grinding. But if well, you I sure had some fun, though. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. well, well, mine. So, like, I, I agree entirely. Um, but I also think that I'm just going to try and jump across a four lane highway <laughs> and bend the rules of the matrix. There you go. <laughs> I think it'll work. I think all the elements are there. Yeah. <laughs> After this podcast, I think I can do it. I think <laughs> if someone saw a picture of that scene and they're like, does this sound right? They'd be like, yeah, that's perfect recreation. You're going to do it. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, look out for that on YouTube. (laughs) Um, Well, yeah, no, that's a very interesting point. And and I think that's something that uh, a lot of us in this particular age bracket are starting to hit. Because without going into too much detail, I've been feeling certain things like that as well. But because of time constraints, um, let's get into final thoughts. James, you want to lead off? Final thought. Final thoughts. Um, We could be in a simulation. If If we are, it doesn't really matter anyway because... By default, you should behave as though this is your only shot. Yeah. You should behave as this, as if this is your only shot and try to make the most of it and try to be good to the people around you so you don't turn into these bitter, crushed old people that we see in our society today um, who who did not think about this as their only shot 
and trying to be the best to each other that they could be. Yep. And not, uh, cheers to that. Cheers That's to my that. final thought on it. I like it. it. All right, Ed, Ed what's your thought, final thought? Oh, I'm gonna, I guess. I'm gonna give there's another one coming right up. There's another one coming right up. I'm, I'm working Please. on it. Oh, shit. I'm shaky. All right, let's do this. So, Ed, Ed but, what's your final no, thought? I'm going to give you the, the, the time because I, I took over way too much time already in that. Well, I, well, I appreciate the concession. Uh, um, well, my final thought on it is, James, uh, with your only shot um, statement, I, well, I mean, just uh, my final thought is that that particular statement touched me greatly. I don't know where it came from, um, but I've been living my entire life in fear of this being my only shot. Yeah. Um, and in a world where we don't seem to think that way, I wonder where that came from. Yeah. Like, like was I not hugged enough? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think nobody taught you how to find meaning because they didn't yeah. know how to find meaning themselves. And, you know, I think that's what it is. Um, and uh, I have a book coming out about that. <laughs> nice. So, uh, yeah, no, I definitely think that's what it is. I never learned how to find meaning in life. And, uh, but that brings to just kind of a point that I've been trying to solidify in my own head as I'm reaching, as I'm in the beginning of my thirties is that happiness definitely is something that comes from within and a new relationship, a new job, uh, moving somewhere, um, that's not going to give those things to you. And it's, it's definitely something that you have to find in yourself. And so if this is a simulation, I'll never fucking know. And it really doesn't matter if at any point someone reboots the computer, it didn't matter anyway. Or they could try Konami coding it. So, so yeah, final thoughts. Don't try to chase what, what the matrix tells you to chase, chase whatever makes you happy. Well, I think it comes back to what it's always come back to. Don't go chasing waterfalls. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Stick to the rivers and the matrices that you're used to. (laughs) Or realistically, if you see the matrix, you use the SIM cheat and just type in hashtag mother load over and over yeah. to get infinite money. <laughs> where's my fucking where's my fucking controller code? <laughs> All right, so let's moving on to the next to the next part of this podcast. That's where we get into our versus match. So in this week's versus match, we have Takeshi Kovach of Altered Carbon versus the fifth element Lilu. Oh man. I'm so happy to finally talk about talk because, uh, you know, I hadn't had many people to talk about altered carbon with, uh, but talk is, I feel like he's a great character. Got a lot of depth. Lilu is an amazing, like transcendent character who we're able to project a lot of things on, which is really cool. Yeah. No. And it it imprisoned Mila Jovovich in this Kafkaesque nightmare of always being the martial arts female yeah in everything she that does. poor woman she just she wants to branch out and and the fucking a uh, woman crazy acrobatic woman saves the world she's the she, she is that is person the crazy acrobatic woman that saves the world um well she just got that but role i don't think it's in, she found her niche in the matrix yeah no she yeah no she's we're all in mila jovovich's uh <laughs> simulation oh my god there it is we're fleshing out her world for her See, we're able to project whatever we want onto her. Yeah. That's what's great about her character. She's transcendent. Yeah. No, I, I haven't even seen all the Resident Evils. Um, <laughs> so I'm not even a part fully of this simulation. Well, you're so, the guy who watches the movie in the theater. 
Like, and I'm the guy who just peripheral has seven chickens in his backyard. <laughs> like, because because Mila needed that. <laughs> Mila's gonna fly over to your house one day and take and take a glance out of the plane window. Yeah, and she needs you to have a full and meaningful simulation. Because while she's sitting there, she's, she's like, "Huh, the mm, this is good." <laughs> I am pleased with my simulation. Well, that brings us to our fourth shot, uh, Mila. This is for you. Here we are filling out your simulation on the off chance you ever Google high and dry. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she, she'll be right alongside Carl Urban. Yeah, yeah, right next to Carl Urban, Brad Pitt, Henry Cavill. Oh. Will one of you please respond? <laughs> we, just wanna, we just want you to say thank you for talking about me. Jesus Christ. I mean, Mila, this is your simulation here. Cheers. Oh, God, I already did it. All right. Whew. Hulo. Oh my god. Well, I'm gonna die. So going into this, I don't think there's really any competition at all. Well, see, and, and you know, we've I had that know. before. We've had that before, and that's why we have High and Dry's patented method of getting the viewer to shut the fuck up and accept <laughs> what it is we say. We um, don't care about okay. your opinions. Also, tweet us. Okay. <laughs> oh, please download. <laughs> so this is how it works on High and Dry. High and Dry has three rounds. The first round, the two combatants jump into the ring um, while Brad Pitt, the mascot of High and Dry, what looks on as they fight hand-to-hand with uh, no shirt, no shoes, no belt, and just well, punch Mila it out. has an upper spec to be wearing a shirt. Or the she wears the she movie. wears that thing from the Fifth Element. Yeah, yeah, she wears those that nip tape. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the just body yeah. the body tape. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's wearing body tape, nip tape. Um, God, that would hurt to peel off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it looked like it was just very gently, ethereally, yeah, laid upon her PG thirteen nipples. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, damn well they didn't skimp on that budget, and they just used fucking athletic tape, and they just had to peel that shit off. Oh yeah. You see, and that's why she is the queen of martial art women. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, she's quintessential. She's like, I don't even have nipples anymore. Fuck you. <laughs> quintessential. All right. So uh I'm so, so sorry, Mila. <laughs> so in this so in this round it's no weapons, bare hands, bare feet. And it's and then- only abilities that are innately attached to them. Yeah, nothing. They can't. It, there could be things inside them, but there can't be things outside them. Yes. So, guest first, Ed. First thoughts. Who's going to take this? What do you think? I I think it's going to be Mila because like I, I can't believe I hadn't. As you should not do, like you guys recommended drinking while driving. I also watched Netflix while driving on the expressway in downtown Chicago. Well, so, you sit still most kidding. of the time. I mean, you're still. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, so taking the notes from Fifth Element and taking the last two days to power through the first season of uh, Altered Carbon, like I pushed through eight episodes yesterday while at work, and but I was only able to get through a couple, so I'm up to episode 10 on the first season. I feel like I had a bias watching it because like, okay, I'm watching Carbon or Altered Carbon thinking, okay, would Mila be able to beat this dude's ass so then i'm like okay i'm looking at this bias on my own so i decided to take notes and what it really comes down to for the underwear round is that 
she is genetically superior. He is just a sleeve of a normal man who also has military-grade narrowchem as well as combat muscle memory. She, on the other hand, as when they're rebuilding her in the actual tube, says that she has, normal humans have 40 DNA groups versus where Lilu has over 200,000. Yeah. And no, one and of she's the very things frequently, that my argument's going to be. Yeah. Well, she's very so frequently I, referred to as the perfect being. Yeah. Which, yeah. which immediately I could see definitely giving her the edge on that hand to hand. The The only thing that I can see um, Takeshi bring into the table on that one is that uh, sixth sense of his that yeah. allows him to um, pick very detailed information. Yeah, see through walls, pick uh, like really detailed. And well, but but I don't think that that really. I think we should save that power because I think in this very detailed instance, remember they they don't have a lot of details about him. Their yeah. shirts off, sh- shoes off. They're just yeah. He's not going to be able to use that really. What what I but think he that, has at his advantage is the combat durability of his body, like of his sleeve. Like like we said, he has a neurochem injector for pain. He has combat muscle memory, and you know you have all these cybernetic implants. I think that does bring an edge to him. But I but in the end, I think Lilu um, would out would possibly outmaneuver him. Uh, Ed, you had a point. So the, the the question I have is which version of the altered carbon character are we talking about? Because we always talk about the best version of him and from what i've noticed granted i'm only on the first season still is that the best version of him is in his previous life but the whole show itself is based around his new sleeve so which version of him are we talking about in this head-to-head battle well i would have to actually argue against that and i say that um takeshi's most is more powerful as joel kinnaman who, Joel, congratulations on just the body there. Yeah. Um, but I would definitely say it would be Joel Kinnaman. Um, Anthony Mackey's, I think his sleeve is actually more powerful. It's got like more specific combat enhancements, really? especially like okay, a dermal so, armor. I'm excited now because I, I think I got this one in the back. And, the, and a lot of my argument for the underwear round traveled to the second round is that I think that Ultra Carbon's character, or Kanashi, is weaker in his newer sleeve because, as you've seen even in the first episode, he's able to see through walls and stuff in the first episode, but unless he's able to translate that in the second season, which I haven't had yet, he doesn't have that. Yeah, and he's, I've seen yeah. him on multiple circumstances get dropped from a single bullet or a, a fucking just getting knocked in the head. Like He seems yeah. to, to be a normal guy. Well, and, and that's a but, good point because Lilu takes heavy machine gun fire. It yeah. does bring her down. I yeah. figured out the math on that too. The rounds in the the general fucking space gotniks goddamn rifles is around the same as an Don't MG forty two. Yeah, which is no, around fifteen hundred rounds a minute. Because no, and I think that's the key really right there. I, I definitely think that's the key right there. Um, because if if Takeshi got his hand on a gun, yeah, it, yeah. it might be a little different. But with the two of them just fighting like that, 
Um, and she's able to burst through walls and, yeah. um, yeah. and she's able to take that machine gun fire while it does incapacitate her. Um, it, it didn't kill her. All it really wound up doing was creating a, an emotional, the female is tender moment for Bruce Willis. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it, it was, it was, it was a different time. It was 30 years ago. So I think in this one, Lilu takes it. Um, I would have to agree. Ed, do you agree? I 100% agree. Yeah, I think just face to face. I don't. I think Takeshi would put up a great fight. Yeah, and no, it'd be cool to watch Netflix. It'd, it'd be if you an am- get on that. It'd be an amazing fight. But I think in the end, because Lilu is just—it's her own body. She is a perfect being. She's totally comfortable, and it. She she has the envoy secret power part of it. Yeah. just being completely comfortable in her own skin, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think that would lead to her. You know, his powers would get edged out, and she'd take it. Yeah, agreed. All right, so there it is. Round one um, of the no shirts, no shoes, no belts. Round goes to Lilu, the fifth element. Congratulations, Mila. Right. Um, you took that there one home. Got. No, <laughs> there will be one. <laughs> now, round two, um, this is where we take the battlefield, expand it a little bit, um, and now both characters have access to um, equipment, as they meet on a field that's similar to what both of them experience. So in this case, it would be a sci-fi world, probably off world and Takeshi's reality. So round two, um, we're looking at these two characters. They have everything they can get their hands on. They have all their equipment, technology, um, any sort of ability that comes from the outside. They're able to use that. Additionally, they don't start in the same ring. They start on separate sides of this environment, which allows them to also bring their tactics to the table, any sort of mental acumen that they may have that gives them the edge. Um, Ed, would you like to start? So I, I still, it, it's kind of a toss up because like I brought up in round one, it depends on what version of Altered Carbon. I had way too much whiskey. I can't pronounce his name. Uh, Takeshi Kovac. We are talking about because if we're talking about the main character who is in all of like the seasons, then it almost seems like he doesn't have that ability to be able to see through walls. Or let me ask you guys: Is it in the second season? Well, like first spoiling it for myself, where he can see through walls and shoot people in the head and shit. Yeah, he still has a bunch of special shit like that. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Now, so, then, so that, I, that, well, I that was definitely going to be a thing for Lilu, um, like against Lilu, where he could see through walls. But then there, there's so there's an instant in, I think it was Lilu's second action sequence where uh-huh. she's fighting all those Mangalores. Yeah. Where she's able to detect that there is one behind her. Yeah. She never looks, she never gives any statement to that. Um, does that indicate that she might also have those, you know, preternatural senses? Yeah. yeah. I, I think it does. I think it does. And I think that balances out Takeshi and Lilu a little on that kind of scent, preternatural senses kind of thing. But I think, uh, I think Takeshi has something very special that Lilu does not have. Please come on. Uh, so Lilu, we know Lilu is a super fast learner. All right. She she learned uh, like 5,000 years of human history or something. In an afternoon. Yeah, in an afternoon. And she also learned to speak English fluently just over the course of like hearing people speak it around her for a couple days. So she's a super fast learner. 
But what she does not have is intuition. She has a lot of knowledge, mm. but she doesn't have any, um, she doesn't have the ability to quickly put that into like make reason from it. I would go further to say that Lilu compared to Takeshi is extremely emotionally vulnerable. Yes. Um, Takeshi has the ability to just shut off any givish fuck. Yeah. Lilu kind of goes into the fetal position. Yeah. She doesn't know how to deal with what she, what she's experiencing and she doesn't know how to turn it into something that, that has, that has understanding behind the knowledge. She gets all the knowledge, but she doesn't have context and intuition like the, the envoy super intuition provides him with context that she does not have. He can grab, he can grab immediate context about her as soon as he sees her. And she does not have any context for him. Ed thoughts. So two things. One, I don't think she's necessarily emotionally compromised on that because you see the emotional compromise in the end of the movie. She, where she's like, what is love? But when she's, stuck in that duct work when she does do the fetal position thing, I feel like it's more of an animal trapped in a cage and she's just getting blasted by Zerg in a corner, which was the only time she ever really got defeated. But I will also say that I don't think she has Takashi's ability because even though she senses that guy behind him, she's a super biological being. And I my reasoning is I think she can hear the dude breathing behind her setting up a shot. Which that's, is that's because, a very good point. Which is an which is still, it's still func- very fucking func- effective. Functionally very similar, which is great. Um and good for Lilu on having this power. But I think I think it really comes down to the way they problem solve and what Takeshi Takeshi would use things against her. Yeah. If he would hit her pressure points. And she wouldn't know how to do that to him. I, I, I kind of think I, I might agree on that, that it, it doesn't go to Takeshi, in my opinion, for him really? being more powerful. I think it would go to him because he's more jaded, because he's more experienced. Yeah. Um, and just, just because he's more, um, he's he, cunning. He's more tr- cunning. More trained. Lilu seem Lilu, they create her in such a way, and I think this was done on purpose to even her out against Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. She's a little naive. Yeah, she's very naive. Right. So that's and I the, think that's what Takeshi I think that's what Takeshi would capitalize on. Yes. He would he is trained to use people's lack of knowledge against them. Yeah. Well, Ed but talk. the problem is if, if she doesn't if, he's, if she's not caught in between a wall and Takeshi and it's up in front of each other, fight, right? Like, it'll definitely go to Takeshi if he's on the other side of the wall where he's able to sense them and stuff. 100%, no question. But, but that's not how Takeshi within, would do it. He'd see, set a trap. Is, if she finds herself in a situation where he can't sense her or anything like that, she's able to dodge guns that shoot around 1,200 rounds a minute, but also... If she gets within melee range, when they were fighting in the uh, the singer's uh, uh, hotel room, the, one of those uh, space aliens, when she was running straight at her, she just single punches without breaking a sweat, launches him 20 minutes behind, just like Takashi's partner does when fighting Takashi's sister. So, like, she's able to break that 
sleeve. It just it depends on the circumstance of when the catch is jump. So so when we do these big street views, they have the they're not just right in front of your, each other. What they do is they start out um, with like a they're notified that they're going to have to fight each other, and then right. they they're able to use like social maneuvering, which Lilu is not capable of. And Takeshi Kovach right. is. And I believe what he would do is set a series of traps to hit her breaking points to gain the advantage, is what I think. I, I agree with no, that. No, and I think we have interesting I think we have interesting Yeah, no, and I think we have interesting points on all sides of that. And again, I think we'd have a, an amazing fight to watch there. Oh yeah. Um, I, I think it would be an amazing fight to watch. It would definitely be worth a whole episode on netflix well so for round two i think then we have a lot of information here um and ed thank you for bringing the uh very scientific very exact information as far as weapons and things go Um, yeah ed did research i've never done research (laughs) and 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 that's why third round is a blowout (laughs) (laughs) well third round i have some thoughts but second round um where do we think it's going to go let's let's do our our final vote on that um i think to catch oh sorry (laughs) well too late james where do you think it's going to go i think it's going to go to takeshi Ed, where do you think it's going to go? I think it's going to go Lilo. And then I, I'm, I, I hate to, I hate to come in between everybody, but uh, I think it's going to go to Takeshi. I think it's going to go to Takeshi. Yeah. Sadly, that's your opinion now, Ed. I don't know if you remember. <laughs> I don't know if you remember from that first episode when we had a third. Uh, whenever someone's outvoted, their opinion changes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So oh, um, well, I'm so <laughs> confident. I'm doing another shot. So let's do this. I'm going in after him. All right. Yeah, I'll do it. Too. Yeah, we're going in after you, Ed. I'll wait for you. We won't abandon you. Yeah, we're not going to abandon you after changing Just because, your yeah, yeah, we forced your opinion to change. We can't leave you behind. <laughs> we're coming in, No, buddy. no, 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 no. Like, I, I think this is bulletproof, unless you guys blow me out of the water. So this is... it. Uh, Here's one, two to catch you. To, to Lilu knocking the shit out of him with the power of love. <laughs> <sighs> That's the I, t- I took that hit way too early and I had to hold it in that whole time. <laughs> Don't let it go. You're like one, two. And then you had shit to say. And then you went back and said more. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> All right. So there it is. Round two. Um, this is definitive. Oh, yeah, this is um, yeah. And for those of you guys who were with us with that third episode when we had our first guest. Um, you know that once the vote happens, we're all unanimously agreed. Um, Takeshi takes that, um, which brings us into our third round. And I'm super excited for the third round. Well, at uh-huh. least the boy in me is super excited for that third round um, because now I we do the same thing. <laughs> all right, we'll let you go last. <laughs> so we're going to do that same thing, except ha- this time they get to bring a buddy. Oh, geez. And so here we go. Well, James. Well, we have to figure out who's buddies. Yeah, we got to figure out who's buddies first. Now, James, I'm going to defer to you with Takeshi. Um, because I, in my opinion, I feel that you're Takeshi's expert um, this week. Who do you think Takeshi's going to bring? So I think Takeshi would bring Poe at his prime. That's who oh, I think. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> I think he would bring Poe at his prime. when When he moves out. Of the hotel, not not when he moves out of the hotel because he is not in his prime. Then he is he. I mean, like um, where he's at his season one. 
yeah, season one, he can like project himself to different places throughout the Aethernet, mm-hmm. and he can uh, he's really mobile and he's really capable yeah. of 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 use being used for extreme planning. Yeah, like a lot of Takeshi's stuff relies on Poe doing things in the background. Yes, and uh, and I think that he is Takeshi's greatest asset. All right. Well, let's move into Bruce Willis. Who do we think is going to be Lee Lose plus one? <laughs> well, clearly it's Bruce Willis. But the, the question I have for you is, since I haven't seen season two, uh, is, uh, I'm fine with spoilers, is the detective Ortega involved in Takeshi's life in the second season? No. Oh shit! Oh, then spoiler for me, me in the mouth. You yeah. should you should have said you didn't want to hear it. Oh shit! No, 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 no. I'm okay with that. I'm yeah. I'm, no, I was. It's too. a separate it's story. It's a separate story. So 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 don't feel like it's spoiled because lots of things can still happen. But it is a separate well, saw, story. So remember, I this guy has lived many lives. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, well, okay. Well, that's some interesting shit. All right. So it's not going to be Ortega. He's not bringing Ortega. Um, he, okay. he'll bring Poe, and then Lilu, of course, is bringing Bruce Willis. Who else does she bring? Exactly. Um, <laughs> she's, the, the Padre. No, no, no. She <laughs> brings Cornelia. The, the, the stumble. No, she brings the stumble aliens at the beginning. That fucking waddle. <laughs> she brings <laughs> the radio host. <laughs> oh, she brings Ruby Rod. Ruby yeah, Rod. She bring, Ruby Rod. Rod. <laughs> yeah, Ruby no, it Rod. Rod. I it was Rod. No, it's definitely Rod. Ruby Rod's my spirit Rod. animal. Yeah. Um. So sh- I think she's bringing Ruby Rod. No, <laughs> she's bringing Bruce Willis. Fuck off. Okay. All right. So at that point, uh, Bruce Willis enters the match, um, and uh, he wins. <laughs> <laughs> He, we, we can't argue with him because of all the diehards. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, uh, Bruce Willis, um, we, we, we sincerely apologize if we've offended you in any way. Winning is a superpower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So, all right. Let's, let's give it a serious shot here. <laughs> um, we it, have. It's not fair. Winning is Bruce Willis's superpower. He's never lost in a movie. Ever. It's not, it's not fair. We have we have Major Corbin Dallas. The he knows how to use every gun in the year three thousand <laughs> or whatever the fuck he does. Um, his he is the last surviving member of any unit he's ever in. That's true. And uh, he's also a great taxi driver. He is an excellent taxi driver <laughs> with but no points left on his expired. license. <laughs> his license is expired and i think that's an important thing that we need to discuss <laughs> because would would poe ever let his license expire poe poe what poe would do is he would target he would tip off the police to bruce willis's location and that he had a expired taxi license and, 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 and that that's would, what, <laughs> well i mean that would create a, a very fine. fun scene for the viewer <laughs> yeah but, but bruce willis he never win. loses he'd win He'd come That's out on top. A, it's not fair. Bruce Bruce Willis has never accepted a role where he like okay. where there's the possibility he could lose. Well, well, Ed, you have a thought. Well, I was going to ask James. So, what? Since I haven't seen the second season, what is the extent of Poe's ability? Uh, like, because so, since I've only seen the majority of it, like I'm okay with spoilers. That's fine. I love this series. Like, so, I'm excited to continue watching. I hate the fact 
that I binged while working, so I couldn't actually look at it. But what are the extents of Bo's po- or Poe's abilities? So he can manipulate like nano uh, nano structures in order to rebuild uh, to build other structures. So they have like this nanotechnology, and he can use it to kind of shape reality almost. Um, that's what his one of his powers are. Um, he also uh, he can go out into the net like everything's connected to this this internet basically and he can travel it and he can do crazy things with it he's uh he's not at his peak for most of the season for other reasons um but he does have a glorious moment where all of those powers are working and he's pretty effective he's incredibly effective well so then the question becomes it does so now it seems to be turning into a fight between poe and and bruce Bruce willis um (laughs) I don't this happens because really without having Takashi as the main character, like who was his friend, everything else, Poe doesn't seem to have any kind of motivation after that fact. Because well, again, I'm going on with his like he was a resident of the hotel, but once Takashi's out of the situation, I think really it's like, well, shit, what do I do? Yeah, but Takashi's still and, there. He's not gone anywhere. Yeah. He's, he's given Poe the orders. He's Poe's meaning, and it, and it, and let me tell you, uh, Poe's meaning for Takeshi does not go away. It only increases how much Poe finds meaning in Takeshi and is and is willing to do whatever he says. So well, here here's fine. my bet. Okay, so when it comes down to it, like Lilu is obviously a very formidable opponent, but yeah. the the power that comes behind Bruce Willis is his ability with firearms and his own intuition. So when he's sitting with Ruby red and he's pulling the stones out of the singer's body, right in a quick succession, he not only shoots three bad guys as well as another two and another two and another two with a pistol before he's stuck under suppressive fire, he's very agile in terms of being able to fire upon people. Uh, he also has the stamina to be able to, to jump from a second-story balcony down into a bar, and he has the situational awareness to be able to knock that alien, just like Takashi has situational awareness as well, not taking anything away from him, to be able to knock that alien through the floor to shoot Every single one of his buddies, minus the heavy machine gunner, which he later shoots in the knees. It's very cartoonish, but that was the theme. He still has time to do some physical comedy. He he does still have time for physical comedy. uh, I I just that it always happens. It always happens in our matches where it really comes down to the uh, who they bring. Yeah. Um, and sometimes people just have a special superpower that comes along with their genre of movie. Yes. And Wait, they, we're and, talking about 90s action hero. Yes. It's basically a comic book. And he and he is a superhero who will win. But comic and that's book hard to power. That's hard to overcome. Yeah, it's really hard to overcome. Because um, uh, go on. So I'm going to just say that my opinion on the matter is that when the two of them fight, if they're just fist to fist, Lilu's going to win. If they have all of their abilities in a city and they both get a contract just to kill each other, 
Takeshi will inch it out. Um, but then as soon as Bruce Willis gets involved, it's uh, it's I think, over. I, I want to say that I think Takeshi would fucking annihilate Lilu in the cityscape alone. I think I think she wouldn't even I agree. I she agree wouldn't even that. know he was co- where he was coming from, and she would be hurt by things he'd set traps for. Yeah, he would just say <laughs> some like shit. That would go on it. I love the idea that Takashi is just hiding behind walls, just waiting for an ambush. He's yeah. always like hugging the wall, just waiting for her to pass by. Yeah, with Poe letting. Yeah, no, and she's know. so naive that it would take her out. But then here comes Corbin Dallas. And Corbin Dallas would just land on that city like a weapon of mass destruction. He sure would. Nothing would. <laughs> nothing would. Nothing could stand between his comic book superpower because, and its destination. Because Poe is bound by a noir aesthetic. Yep. Um, he is bound <laughs> by the fact that Takeshi has to feel pain. He has to struggle a lot. He has to struggle. Well, Bruce Willis. <laughs> It's completely un- unleashed in in the desire to give the audience action and yucks. So 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 what we decided in in the third round is that '90s action beats noir in a in a fist fight. The pose character is so good. I love it, no, the Poe's character is fantastic. But even when like I so in the first him. in the first time we meet Poe, where he's able to. Um, basically conscript the entire hotel against the intruders. It's two Gatling guns that come down. Fucking Corbin Dallas would be like, <laughs> shit, Gatling guns. Let me use this gun. <laughs> yeah, he would. It's it's his superpower not to get hit by machine gun fire. Yeah. <laughs> right, he would just tiptoe slowly. He could just stand still and it wouldn't hit him because it's that's his superpower. Because it'd be funny. He doesn't lose. Or he'd look up from behind the the pool table. Yeah. And he's handsome as fuck. That's when Bruce Willis had hair. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, Bruce. (laughs) I I have one other thing that's kind of wild. I think if it really boiled down to, as seen at the very end of the episode of Fifth Element, all Lilo needs is for Bruce Willis to kiss her, and then she absolutely shoots a planet obliterating <laughs> ray. <laughs> that's true. I guess that's true. Is that, is, that, uh, is that Bruce uh, activates her love muscle, and she explodes and kills Takeshi. <laughs> all right, well, all right, so uh, final votes. I'm going to say third round goes to Bruce Willis. Yeah, I'm going to say the third round goes to... <laughs> Everything that Bruce Willis manages to, to to do because of the genre of movie he's in. <laughs> Ed, your thoughts? I knew that this was going to go exactly this way. Like I, I figured it was going to go. Lilu <laughs> being awesome, just as a biological thing, and then Bruce Willis or uh, Takashi. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> This podcast is brought to you by the power of whiskey. So, <laughs> but the and, and then here comes fucking Corbin Dallas. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's a battle of the genres. It, this has yeah. happened a few times, and, and not only yeah. that, not only would Bruce Willis take it, it would all be recorded by Ruby Red. Ruby Red. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! Look what's happening now. <laughs> yeah, and there it is. Um, there <laughs> it is. All right. 
So are, are we in his fucking <laughs> stewards? In the background. Oh my god. Because it's a because it's a comic book. Yeah, so Chris Tucker and Bruce Willis <laughs> say they're gonna go ahead and take it. Um Ed, do you agree? I agree one hundred percent. There too. it is. Three for three. So round one goes to Mila Jovovich as Lilu the fifth element. Round two goes to Katesh sorry, Takeshi Kovach. Played by who are we saying is his perfect form? Are we? I think it? Anthony Mackie's his perfect form. All right, so so uh, Takeshi Kovach by Anthony Mackie, and then finally third round goes to Bruce Willis and Chris Tucker. <laughs> 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 there it is. <laughs> Even while Lilu, uh, not we. I don't want to say Chris Tucker. I don't want to shove her. I don't want to shove her out of her own space on this podcast. That's not <laughs> it, fair because we do remember it is Mila Jovovich's um, simulation. Yeah, it is so her superpower. It is her simulation. Now all this was for her. Um, so there it is. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mila. Two out of three. It goes to episode seven, I Enjoy Podcast. That's one's going to go to Lilu, the fifth element. Uh, so thanks, everyone, for joining us. I'm Ryan Barron North with me, James Crossland, and our guest today, Ed, old friend of ours we pulled Yay. off the street. Thanks, to everyone, for listening. Um, you can catch us on... Uh, you can catch us on Instagram. We're High and Dry Podcast. High and Dry. No and. It's just an N. High and Dry Podcast. You can catch me on Twitter. I'm at the Diabolical. I, I stream on Twitch at the Diabolical. I mean, at this point, you can basically listen to us wherever you catch your podcasts. Um, Ed, do you have anywhere for us? Catches chickens. Catches chickens at a at, at the store near you. Chickenhub.com. No, I have a I have a single Instagram account. It's Dirtware PB. Uh, I do a lot of leather work and just kind of like showing some of the self sufficient lifestyle like that me and my old lady live at. But again, it's Dirtware PB. So High and Dry Podcast, um, Ryan Barron North, James Crossland, Ed, Dirtware PB. Thanks for listening to us today. You guys all take it easy. We'll see you next week.